The Boys Who Are Made Girls and the Christians Who Go Along With It, Pastor Gabe's blog for April 2nd, 2022. We are told in 2 Timothy 3, 1-5, Know this, that in the last days difficult times will come, for men will be lovers of self, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, holding to a form of godliness, but having denied its power. Keep away from such men as these. On Wednesday, President Joe Biden released a statement declaring March 31st the Transgender Day of Visibility. To everyone celebrating Transgender Day of Visibility, he said, I want you to know that your president sees you, the first lady, the vice president, the second gentleman, and my entire administration see you for who you are, made in the image of God and deserving of dignity, respect, and support. On this day and every day, we recognize the resilience, strength, and joy of transgender, non-binary, and gender non-conforming people, unquote. There's a lot I want to unpack in the president's proclamation. Tragically, men, women, and children have suffered at the hands of this administration's sinister agenda, and the president's Wednesday address will only make things worse. Sadder still are the many Christians and evangelical leaders who go along with it. Redefining Gender Let me begin by clarifying our terms. The National Center for Transgender Equality defines transgender people as, quote, people whose gender identity is different from the gender they were thought to be at birth. Trans is often used as shorthand for transgender, unquote. Now, it's only in the past few decades that gender has become synonymous with sexes. It used to be that gender was only in reference to grammatical categories of nouns and pronouns, either masculine, feminine, or neuter. Only words had genders, people had sexes. But gender has since been redefined to make distinctions between biological sex and gender roles, a term coined by sexologist John Money in the mid to late 20th century. If you read Money's writing on gender identity, another term he coined, you'd recognize right away how our present culture came into the sexual identity ethics that have become so commonly accepted. That said, gender is conceptual, not natural. Transgenderism is ideology, not biology. No one is really transgender. The term trans is a socially acceptable alternative for what we used to call a transvestite, cross-dresser, or a pervert. When Richard L. Levin put on women's underwear, clothing, and makeup and changed his name to Rachel, he did not cease to be male. His genes did not magically change from XY to XX. He's a pervert who is openly acting out his sexual fantasies. President Biden appointed Levin the Assistant Secretary for Health, expecting the world to accept that Levin is actually a woman. USA Today named him Woman of the Year. This movement is looking down their noses at every woman in America saying, men can be better women than you are. Sadly, even many professing Christians are willing to play along. Last year, Thabiti Anuabwili, pastor of Anacostia River Church in Washington, D.C., defended Levin's expertise. I hold a traditional understanding of biblical sexual ethics, Anuabwili said, so I do not support transgender lifestyles as a God-pleasing lifestyle. But that doesn't mean this person isn't qualified to be a doctor or one of the nation's chief doctors. It means they need the gospel, unquote. Many Christians said a hearty amen because the BD used the magic word gospel. But he's playing you. Look more closely at his answer. 
He actually thinks this man who teaches boys they can become girls is qualified to be one of the nation's chief doctors. That is insane. Furthermore, even though Thabiti said, I do not support transgender lifestyles, he kind of did. Notice carefully that he would not refer to Levin as male. He remained neutral with his pronouns. He said, that doesn't mean this person isn't qualified. It means they need, not he needs, the gospel. But why should we be convinced the BD would have the courage to share the truth with Levin if the BD is willing to play along with Levin's fantasy? Made in the image of God. In the opening of President Biden's address to transgender persons, he said, quote, the first lady, the vice president, the second gentleman and my entire administration see you for who you are made in the image of God and deserving of dignity, respect and support, unquote. It is true that mankind was made in the image of God, but we have desecrated that image and blasphemed God with our sin. Genesis 1.27 says that in the image of God, he created us, male and female. Jesus affirmed this in Matthew 19.4. But the trans ideology is in rebellion against God and the natural order he created. According to a May 2021 article in Women's Health magazine, quote, gender identity is on a continuum. It's not just the male-female gender binary. There's a spectrum of gender identity, unquote said Dr. Jackie Golob of the Center for Sexual Wellness, quote, gender identity can change over time and it is not fixed, unquote. The article was entitled, How Many Genders Are There?, which author Perry Bloomberg doesn't actually answer. In short, who knows how many genders there are? There might be an infinite number of genders. Said Dr. Tracy Marsh of Walden University, quote, these concepts and terms will continue to evolve, unquote. The article attempted to make a distinction between sex and gender, but as concepts, not biology. Gender is how you feel about yourself, Bloomberg said, while sexuality is how you feel about others, namely whom you are attracted to. In these definitions of sex and gender, male and female are not even relevant. You don't even need to know what male and female are in order to know sex and gender. If that sounds to you like a recipe for confusion, you're thinking straight. But as much as this crooked generation wants you to believe gender is fluid and changing, no one can truly function that way. Notice that this article was in a magazine called Women's Health. How can you know what a woman's health entails if there's no such thing as the male-female binary? The president said, quote, the first lady, the vice president, the second gentleman and my entire administration see you for who you are, unquote. How many genders were in that sentence? Only two, male and female, which President Biden confessed and then rebelled against in the same breath, blaspheming the name of God. Remade in the image of Biden. This is not a new turn for Biden. We have known this from before he was voted into office. On October 15, 2020, under three weeks before the election, Biden was interviewed during a town hall on ABC. A physical therapist named Mikai Hayek introduced herself to Biden as, quote, the proud mom of two girls, eight and ten. My youngest daughter is transgender, unquote, meaning that her youngest daughter was actually her son. This perverse mother was lying to her eight-year-old son, making him believe he was a girl. And she's a physical therapist. 
She went on to ask Biden how he planned to protect the rights of trans persons. Biden replied, quote, I will just flat out change the law, unquote. He went on to say, quote, the idea that an eight year old or a 10 year old child decides, you know, I decided I want to be transgender. That's what I think I'd like to be. It'd make my life a lot easier. There should be zero discrimination, unquote. So Biden fully acknowledged it's a choice. And he said it's a choice eight-year-old kids should be free to make. But boys of that age do not just naturally choose to be girls. An eight-year-old boy thinks he's a girl through conditioning because his parents or someone at school or unfettered access to TikTok videos convinced him that he could be. Laws are being proposed in some states, like my state of Texas, which would criminalize parents who attempt to change the sex of their child. The parental rights and education law was recently passed in Florida, derisively dubbed the Don't Say Gay Bill by left-wing activists, which banned schools from teaching children in kindergarten through third grade about transgenderism or other sexual perversions. President Biden has called such measures hateful. He wants to legally protect parents who sexually abuse their children via trans ideologies. Quote, in the past year, hundreds of anti-transgender bills in states were proposed across America, most of them targeting transgender kids. The onslaught has continued this year, unquote, he said. The onslaught? Quote, these bills are wrong, he went on to say. Efforts to criminalize supportive medical care for transgender kids, to ban transgender children from playing sports, and to outlaw discussing LGBTQI plus people in schools undermine their humanity and corrode our nation's values, unquote. There was some sly language in that last sentence. Biden doesn't ever reference sex reassignment surgery or therapy. He doesn't reference puberty blockers for boys or mastectomies for 13-year-old girls. Rather, he softened these mad scientist-level procedures by calling them, quote, supportive medical care for transgender kids, unquote. If Joe Biden thinks trans kids are made in the image of God and deserving of dignity, respect and support, then why does he want to cut the penises off little boys or the breasts off teenage girls? In the history of America, it has always been a crime to sexually groom and molest children. If attempting to change a child's sex doesn't qualify as sexual molestation, then what does? The common sense person knows these things are sinister evils. But like a serial abuser, gaslighting his victim and making her feel like the crazy one, President Biden wants you to think the people trying to protect children are actually the bad guys. Quote, studies have shown that these political attacks are damaging to the mental health and well-being of transgender youth, unquote, he said. What a satanic lie. There is no such thing as biologically transgender children. If a parent has made their son believe he's a girl or their daughter believe she's a boy, they're child abusers. If a parent has attempted to physically or surgically alter their child's sex, that's tantamount to rape. If you believe a father who beats and sexually molests his children is a monster, why are you not equally appalled by parents who want to mutilate their child's genitalia or alter their hormones? The Christians who go along with it. On April 1st, in a not April Fool's Day post, editor Joel Berry said, quote, the president just endorsed sex change surgery for minor children. If this doesn't cause a deafening roar of defiance from the American church, we don't deserve to be called the church, unquote. 
Unfortunately, there are many professing Christians, even working in ministry, who are fully supportive of Biden's words and his administration in this area. I don't mean that they merely turn a deaf ear. These professing Christians hear what he has said and they support it. On February 23rd, Christian author D.L. Mayfield shared a post on Twitter condemning the laws in Texas that would protect children from parents who want to change their child's sex. Now, I put Christian in quotes because Mayfield is not actually a Christian. She affirms all of Sodom's sins in the LGBTQIA2S++ spectrum. Such a person is not of Christ. This is horrific, absolutely horrific, Mayfield said, of Texas laws that would prosecute parents of trans kids as child abusers. Quote, Christians, I am begging for you to repent. What we want is alive, safe and flourishing kids. Unquote. She went on to say, quote, this policy is the direct result of white Christian nationalist identity politics, and it will terrorize trans kids and their families on purpose. Hunt them down. Unquote. That's right. If you want to protect children from the lies of trans identity ideology and the sexual abuse that inevitably results, then you're a white Christian nationalist who wants to terrorize kids and families, and you should be hunted down. Like Biden, Mayfield sounds like an abuser attempting to deny, attack, and reverse victims and offender, as summarized in the acronym DARVO. Mayfield's tweet was shared by Melissa Moore, daughter of Beth Moore, Melissa works for her mother's ministry, Living Proof, and has co-authored Bible studies with Beth. I asked Melissa if sharing the tweet was a mistake, or she actually agreed with Mayfield that Christians who regard parents of trans kids as child abusers are absolutely horrific. Melissa responded by blocking me. As of April 2nd, the retweet is still there. So yes, Melissa fully agrees with it. I contacted Beth Moore and Living Proof about it too. No response. As far as we know, Beth Moore and her staff at Living Proof believe trans kids are actually a thing, and the parents and teachers who convince little boys that they should dress like girls or little girls that they can take hormone blockers and become boys are doing the Lord's work. The Holy Post Podcast, hosted by VeggieTales co-creator Phil Vischer and author Sky Jatani, compared Florida's parental rights and education law to racism. Yes, just like Mayfield did. It's as if all these people are reading from the same script. As Woke Preacher Clips pointed out, the discussion on the Holy Post was receptive of leftist objections to the law, but Vischer and Jatani would not acknowledge parents' actual concerns with leftist radicals teaching their kindergartners about sex. Said Jatani, quote, I fear what's going to happen here is similar to what happened with racial integration many generations ago, back in the 1960s in the South. A bunch of Christians decided we're not on board with this and they're going to pull their kids out and create, back then it was segregation academies, now it's going to be, I don't know, traditional marriage academies or something, unquote. Did you hear the backhanded accusation there? If your child's school hires a kindergarten teacher who wants to talk to your five-year-old about homosexual perversions and you pull your child out of public school and decide to put them in a Christian school... Vischer and Jatani say you're like racist 1960s segregationists. Whatever the Holy Post is trying to be, it's not holy. By the way, when strange adults obsess about talking to someone else's kids about sex, we call them pedophiles, not teachers. Are you listening, Disney? 
After viewing, I recommend that you watch Megan Basham's expose on the number of evangelical leaders who platform Francis Collins of the National Institute of Health, telling Christians during the COVID pandemic that Collins was a godly man you could trust. Collins oversaw millions in grants awarded to experimental transgender research on minors, like giving opposite-sex hormones to children as young as 8 and mastectomies to girls as young as 13. Some of the pastors and organizations who have had nothing but praise for Collins include Tim Keller, Rick Warren, Russell Moore, David French, Ed Stetzer, N.T. Wright, the Billy Graham Center, Christianity Today, the Gospel Coalition, and once again, the Holy Post. Biden's first appointment to the Supreme Court is Katanji Brown Jackson, who could not define what a woman is or when life begins. Said Alibeth Stuckey of the Relatable podcast, quote, Jackson routinely gave child sex abusers who paid for and distributed videos of the sexual torture of toddlers and infants the lightest sentences allowed by the law and often apologize for doing so. That's a fact. And there are popular mainstream Christians praising her, unquote. Some include Jackie Hill Perry, Karen Swallow Pryor, Marshall Hatch, Dwight McKissick and others and even more. Stuckey went on to say, quote, I don't think they themselves are pro-sex predator or pro-abortion. I just think they're left-wing ideologues and don't admit it. There's a reason they'll parrot every left-wing talking point about race and police, but won't dare talk about Biden's radical trans and abortion policies. They're Democrats, first and foremost, unquote. Many of the evangelical influencers who were outspoken against Trump won't raise even a whisper about Biden. They will neither call out sin nor share the gospel with lost sinners. And that is the deadliest thing of all. Again, these are people who have a form of godliness, but having denied its power. Keep away from them. 2 Timothy 3.5 Conclusion Back to the beginning of President Biden's Wednesday address, he said that transgender persons are deserving of dignity, respect, and support. The way you show dignity and respect toward a man who claims to be a woman is that you respectfully decline to support his lie. He is a man, you tell him, who needs to repent of his sin and turn to Jesus Christ. The world will surely hate us for telling them the truth. Indeed, the scriptures say all who desire to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. But evil men and impostors will proceed from bad to worse, deceiving and being deceived. 2 Timothy 3, 12-13 Dear Christian, we cannot exchange the truth for lies. Eternal souls depend on the church calling out sin and preaching the gospel. The wrath of God is burning against all the ungodliness and unrighteousness of men. Only by faith in Jesus Christ can even the worst of sinners be forgiven and cleansed of all unrighteousness. Repent, for the day of judgment is coming.